Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. This is the Raw Report on Suplex Retweet Extra, and lucky, lucky you, you're not listening to Stephen Wilson. <laughs> you're listening to the dulcet tones of Robs McLeod and Kwaku Ajay taking over the reins this week of the Raw Report. <laughs> That's like saying that you don't have mild thrush, you have really low thrush. <laughs> That's what you're on about. One less irritating itch. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> uh, Suplex Retweet Extra, you're listening to this on, on Android, Spotify, iTunes, and all good anchor pod. Uh, Android. Uh, Android, there we go, we got there on eventually. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on uh, social media, all the one thing, at Suplex Retweet, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now YouTube. Check out Saturday Draft Live. A massive draft special we put on our YouTube, plus a lot of our three six five skits, some of our interviews, some of our well, well skits. They're they're st- I, I believe they're serious business. <laughs> yes, yes, very serious business. Uh, yes, I broke my jaw. Especially you got super kick yes. by Strack, which I personally had <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> Just that gif over and over and over again. <laughs> oh. And as quick as stops insulting me, I'm my own bloody house. Eat, sleep, sue, place retweet for our main show every Thursday released and a plethora of interviews, reviews and previews. That's Suplex Retweet, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify and Android. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have so much to plug, people. <laughs> it's almost as if I've uh, distracted you in any way. Yes, yes. Brought sweeties out, offered you a drink and everything. Oh, just have a go at me. Yeah, but the lobster thermidor was missing, so... <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know what lobster thermidor is. <laughs> and as Quacky laughs at his own jokes, because somebody has to. Oh, uh, well, it. <laughs> We're going to run down Raw here, people. We're not going to go segment by segment. We're really just going to go for the important bits uh, and what things tie into. So, we're going to start our discussion of this week's Raw. Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders against AOP and Buddy Murphy with Seth Rollins at ringside. It's a three-on-three, six-man elimination match. It's starting to get a bit paced and repeat with these guys, isn't it? It just seems every week it's... There's seven men involved in this feud, Samoa Joe out injured, reportedly suspended at the time of recording. Uh, nothing's been confirmed yet. But it just seems a bit old hat. This has been going since Survivor Series. Yeah, well, the thing is, though, they keep do it, they do add different layers to it, but it's just that you don't know where it's kind of going. Mm. Which, in some ways, could be a good thing, but when you just have the same thing over and over again, yeah. um, Kevin Owens does well because he does well in any feud really yeah. whether he's heel or face he probably does a bit better as a heel but at the same time when he's a face I mean look when he was Big O I loved that I absolutely loved Big O uh, obviously you mentioned we don't know the end game here mm-hmm. um, Viking Raiders uh, and Kevin Owens lost again they seem to be on the losing end of this feud quite a bit mm-hmm. um, although they did look relatively strong, you know. Ivar was taken out by interference. Eric was taken out by suicide dive, you know, against the. Oh, that, was epic. that was epic. That was so epic. Just seeing them splat. <laughs> Owens, <laughs> Owens fought back from three one down. He pulled it back to one each. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, couldn't get the win, but it's it's still a loss. Yeah, it's still. I, I wasn't really convinced on the ending, to be honest with you. Like, it's I know I know the spinebuster is really. Bad, but I just, yeah. I just felt it was about anticlimactic. Yes, yeah, it's one of those ones. Like, even if Rollins had got a stomp or something and then yeah. rolled back in, they'd be a bit more realistic. But it's just because, well, that used to seeing AOP as singles get uh, sorry as tag team wrestlers. Yeah, you don't know their singles finisher. It might have worked better to Buddy Murphy, with like the big knee, who we know that's his finishing move. Yeah. Murphy's law. Um, but the reason we're going to talk about that is because it spills into. The main event, so we have another Saudi Blood Money show coming up. Is that what's our official name? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to go with that, but then they thought the Super Saudi Sh- Blood Money. <laughs> they thought Super Showdown would work better. So, oh, <laughs> so we now know it's Super Showdown. Rick O'Shea, as we usually call him, mm-hmm. which I was heartbroken because he tweeted out 
uh, I've known Irish and British wrestlers for years. You aren't that clever with your ricochet names. That is clever. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of easy to say it's not smart when you don't like it yourself, but fair enough. <laughs> He's going to be facing Brock Lesnar at a Saudi Mania, let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure uh, King Abdullah will prefer that name to <laughs> Saudi Blood Money. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure he's going to put that up on the billboards, but fair enough. <laughs> Written in the blood of killed journalists. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Please, 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 please. Uh, please. Yeah, so before we got to this match, Seth Rollins cut a great promo. (laughs) He said, it's time for me to take down Brock Lesnar. And the crowd booed and he went, interesting that I said this to you this time last year Mm -hmm. and get such a different response because you people crucified me. You people are turncoats and it's plain on the whole. I am the Messiah, you know, I am the... You know, it's very clever words, yeah. and uh, if you actually dissect and look at it, it's mm-hmm. actually so true. Yeah, because the I mean, fiend that was it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the fiend and hell in a cell. Uh, there was a kind of a lead up. Maybe mm-hmm. you can criticize Seth in the way he, he had to defend his company that he works for, but yeah. you can criticize him for saying things like, "Is I mean, is." There's a old hip hop say, you know it ain't funny if you got to talk about your yeah. money, that kind of thing. So I felt he kinda of got the sore end of that just because young bucks always tweet about you know, when people say why you got why don't you go to WWE and they go, We don't need your money, we make loads of money on the Indies and you know, they talk about the money they and then when Seth Rollins goes, Well actually my money in WWE is great, then all of a sudden it's like, Oh no, you you're not allowed to mention <laughs> Yeah, I mean It's as if you like it's the the bell end Boris Johnson you know has one the pound spent in London is worth more than the pound spent in Stirling it's yeah, almost it's as if it's like well no yeah, actually, the Strathclyde the Strathclyde the pound given to us by you know the indie fans means more than the pound given by the billionaire yeah. company, you know what I mean it's it's one of those ones but if, if you have to talk about if you're Last resort is to money. win an argument. Mm-hmm. Is money, or just go straight to violence? Then you've lost your argument, mm-hmm. really. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not politically swayed by AEW no, or no. WWE. I could say that both are wrong in their instances to talk like that. Yeah. But you can kind of just say, yeah, that's. It's 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 a bit of a dick thing yeah, to yeah. do. But. It's now him, Bobby Lashley and Ricochet. <laughs> They're facing off to see who fights Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. They had a great back and forth match. Ricochet comes out the winner. Brock Lesnar comes out straight after, hits him with the F5 just to like, put him on notice. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of these shows because there's been rumours that Vince wants stuff to happen on them but at the same time doesn't consider them canon for pay-per-view. Mm. So... I like the idea, and what I've put in my notes is, you know, back in the day with SmackDown 2, you know, on the PS2, Chris Jericho and Jeff Hardy hadn't been WWE champion yet. They had the cool entrances and the cool hair and the cool moves, so like, all the kids made them WWE champion. This seems like the sort of thing this generation's kids would do on like 2K19, or if they could get it to work, 2K20. You know, make Ricochet the WWE champion. I like the idea of these fun matches which you're not going to ever see. Yeah. You know, because it, it doesn't seem likely that. Vince would ever push Ricochet for a WWE Championship match on non on canon shows. Yeah. So I like the idea of these fun matches, you know, and Brock always has great matches against smaller guys, like Sir Brian, AJ, um, Finn Balor, or to name a few. And I just like the idea of maybe Ricochet going for a moonsault and getting caught in an F5. You know, just these fun matches. I think it will be mm. something. It's something different. Well, if we saw, if we have the Brock that we had in terms of a selling at the Royal Rumble and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you can, and uh, the Brock that we had when he fought Samoa Joe as mm-hmm. well and Finn Balor. Then let's, because a Brock Lesnar match really depends on his motivation. To be honest with you, so mm-hmm. well, I'm I'm sure if he's getting X millions of pounds <laughs> or dollars I should He's say very motivated uh, then yeah um, I'd, I'd be tempted to lift a dumbbell for that <laughs> it's uh, it was an Attitude Era style match you know with all the run-ins Bobby Lashley sort of lost in the shuffle at the minute he's he's sort of done with the Lana Rusev thing 
I, I think they'll revisit that. You think they'll revisit that? Yeah, they saw the. I think they seen the. I mean, if you look all the feuds are raw, they they would get huge YouTube hits. Yeah, and quite a lot of social media stars. So they're obviously going to play on that. Uh, and everyone needs to know about Mike Bobby. Well, that's yeah. what Lana says. So I, I don't know. If people want to know about Mike Bobby, but that's another thing. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I was thinking maybe Bobby, it would have been nice to maybe see him get repackaged just as like <laughs> to yeah, a, a Bobby repackaged <laughs> uh, and maybe put in this feud just to give it a bit more life, you know, the the Kevin Owens feud. If, if the rumours about Samoa Joe being suspended are true, I'd like to have Kevin Owens have like a killer. There's a lot of suspensions happening. Yes, uh, apparently somebody put the tweet up last night and I... I was thinking SoCal Uncensored, I'm like, they're AEW, but it's like, there's something in that Southern Cali water, if you get me, and then somebody put a picture of Samoa Joe up, and I'm like, oh, right, I, I, get, I get it now. But, um, Jeez, I'd like maybe Bobby Lashley, because Bobby Lashley's been back for just under two years. It feels like a lifetime ago when he got that massive pop. Yeah, you know, the Raw after Mania, yeah, wasn't it? The whole, you know, Sami Zayn feud and the Lashley sisters angle and all that that sort of killed instantly <laughs> and then he beats Roman Reigns but then Roman Reigns gets put in a fatal five way and wins it to go face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam you're like are we ever going to get that Lashley-Lesnar match we were promised you know it would be nice to see him with something else I think but if what you're saying is true it does look like they'll revisit you know the Rusev Lana thing I think that may be a Wrestlemania match that, that's the rumour it's going to be a mixed match mixed tag f- uh, match at Mania although um, and say that we had the return of Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. so we'll touch on that a wee bit later but obviously Ricochet's Super Showdown bound someone else Super Showdown bound which we found out in Raw Goldberg, he's showing up on Friday night. They're saying who's next. So David Campbell in our group chat said Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. You've said Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. It's yeah, it can't be Daniel Bryan because he won't go to Saudi. Mm-hmm. There you go. I <laughs> that rules Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, and Alistair Black. Yeah. He's not allowed in the country because of some of his tattoos or yeah. religious imagery. Kane was meant to be in the Royal Rumble. He was announced for it. He didn't end up showing up. I like the idea that he's been replaced. You know, maybe political things have gotten away, and he's going to be replaced by Goldberg to face the Fiend. Because I think that'd be another. Feather on the cap, a Bray Wyatt, you know, just to build him up that bit stronger. That's a point. But, and just to break everybody's heart here, it's WrestleMania season, it's a Saudi show. The rumours were after the horrendous match last summer that Taker Goldberg was originally meant to be a trilogy. Okay. Do you think maybe they've thought enough times passed? that people might have forgot how bad the match was and they're going to just go we'll do the second one in Saudi and we'll do the last one at Wrestlemania it makes a lot of sense the way you put it that way um, but my god if if it's going to happen I mean don't get me wrong if, if mm-hmm. the taker pops up mm-hmm. it's, it will be a huge pop it'll be amazing because yeah it's not clear what if, if he's going to be at Mania if he's yes. got a programme or whatever but really that Taker Goldberg or Taker Sting is a Wrestlemania match or maybe it's Sting Sting could be a good one I mean we've already seen people defy the odds of retirement, retirement yes. when it turned out they were tired for their nine years whatsoever. <laughs> so could be Undertaker I like to think I could give them the benefit of the doubt and after the last match they're maybe like Right, we know we're limitations, we know what we can do with each other. Yeah. We won't do Key figures don't headbutt a wall before yeah. you walk out you <laughs> doofus. <laughs> I actually so I hadn't watched it the when Super Showdown aired, I was doing my last college um lit, it was a units thing yeah. I was doing at college and it was the last unit. I had three questions, I had nine hours to do them. I needed the full nine hours because it was like big essays for each question. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. I was in here, so I was away for distractions. I went back to my mum and dad's house. I was watching it with Scott. He'd already seen it. And he was like, 
I was watching it because he's like, it's not worth watching. I'm like, the first two minutes, I'm like, it's really good. You know, the spears, the finisher fest, you know. And he's like, just wait for it. And then Goldberg tries a takedown. I'm like, oh God. Then Undertaker tries a different move and it's like, oh God. <laughs> mm. And then it just, it starts to crumble from within. You just see them. It's almost as if they're doubting themselves because they've made that many muck-ups. They're like, oh God, right. Well, we'll go what we can do, right? But then they're nervous doing it. <laughs> And you're like, oh, God, just no. <laughs> just, uh, So I'm hoping next time it won't be that bad. <laughs> but you touched on people defying the odds to come back. Edge was on Raw last week. Randy Orton brutally beat him down. Mm-hmm. He was on Raw this week, and the genuine hatred in the arena, it wasn't, oh. <laughs> you know, Chicago smarky crowd, we don't yeah. like Randy Orton. It wasn't. You know, the nostalgia pop or the, you know, he's a great looking guy, Randy Orton. He's been living off the pops of the, the women crowd, mm-hmm. you know, for ages. There was none of that there. It was just genuine hatred. Yeah. No one liked him in that arena. Yeah, like he couldn't even talk or anything. And like it's at this point, I would like to give huge props to the crowd at Salt Lake, mm-hmm. especially because um, they've been battling with snow blizzards and so on. and their mayor was told no essential travel whatsoever <laughs> well WWE Raw is kind of essential yeah, so exactly. there you go and they filled it to the rafters they were absolutely loud the only last time I saw like a promo where the guy couldn't talk because of the booze was the Raw after Mania when um, Roman, Roman was in the ring after beating yes. The Undertaker and he just said it's my yard now it's <laughs> perfect so yeah um, amazing work mm-hmm. amazing work there so he go. all Randy Orton says is I can't do this he puts the microphone down and he gets out this reminds me of when Jericho came back in 2012 he comes out he does the yeah. big return the smile nothing the next week he starts crying mm-hmm. says nothing next week CM Punk asks him will you be your tag partner Mm. all he does is turn the light out and then turns his jacket on and that's like he's yes mm. he gets tagged in he runs around the ring he rails up the crowd tags out and walks away I think Orton for the next couple of weeks will just be doing this just to just to wind people up this is Pete Corton yes because for a while like when he's facing stuff he can get a bit stale like you're going to go down to the three most devastating yeah. letters in wrestling nobody cares yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's one of the best finishers you know, as we go to any indie show, there's about 90 cutters on that show just because of Randy Orton, because mm-hmm. the finisher is that good. But it's it's sometimes the performer himself, and he even he's admitted sometimes, like, yeah, if I don't feel up to it, I just don't do it. Mm. <laughs> and it is, he does really seem up for this. Fair play if you're earning five billion or whatever yeah. a year or so. <laughs> Something that I like as well is Edge coming back people were like excited obviously the possibilities are there mm-hmm. you know and he mentioned them themselves Matt Riddle AJ Styles Alistair Black but let's not get ahead of ourselves Edge is back but if he takes one wrong bump he might decide himself that wasn't worth it and you know he's got two young kids at home he's got a wife they're putting him against Randy Orton it, it looks like it's going to be a Wrestlemania match mm-hmm. because Randy Orton as a safe worker Randy yeah. Orton has been there you know there's never been a report of Randy Orton you know no. blatantly injuring someone or you know you know he's had his blurt outs in the ring against Ken Kennedy and Kofi mm-hmm. but he's never injured anybody no. and I think that's why they're like right that match will draw Orton's not been happy these past couple of years with his Wrestlemania you know matches and all that let's get him this one and let's you know get Edge in there with somebody safe just so we can test the waters mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes I don't think Orton will be on the Saudi show I think they'll keep him home yeah just in case there's travel issues again because I think his angle leading into Mania will be one of the hottest ones <laughs> I like that they? well uh, <coughs> in the weirdest possible way of saying that I hope there's travel issues because we had the, yeah, the best, best smack smack in, in a long long time because of travel <laughs> issues just to think that main event was going to be Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns <laughs> and instead we get Adam Cole baby versus Daniel Bryan like come on how good is it just now that the Ryans have to talk about Roman and Corbin every week we've yeah, spoke dog, of, and dog food yeah, we've spoke about 
Ricochet, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, the Viking Raiders, uh, the Messiahs, you know, back up, Kevin Owens, Goldberg, Randy Orton and Edge. We're having a much better time than they are. <laughs> you just you know for a fact when they sit in that car doing that show they're just sitting. I'd rather be anywhere else right now. <laughs> As they are playing them anyway back to the wrestling. <laughs> so obviously you mentioned there we got a really good SmackDown the last time there was a Saudi show. Yeah. And all the NXT crew showed up. Speaking of NXT people showing up, Rhea Ripley. I like what you did there. Thank you very much. Showed up on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I really like this. Charlotte Flair was in the ring talking about her road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought that she was going to show up at Full Sail. Yeah. The flip the script here, Rhea's came out and said to her, you're right, you have beaten Becky. And you've won the Raw title. You've beaten Bailey. you've won the SmackDown title. You've won the NXT title. But you've never beat me. Yeah. And then calling back to the Go Home Show Survivor Series, I beat you. Which is something I like because... She it was an inventive pin as yes. well. Was it not when Sasha... Did you not pin Sasha while Charlotte was doing the figure eight? She, uh, she pinned Charlotte. She pinned Charlotte? She pinned so when right. she was in the figure eight, like uh-huh. the crap position, uh-huh. she like octopus, uh, put on her octopus hold <laughs> and pinned her, <laughs> or the crucifix that we called, yeah. crucifix and pinned her, and the most inventive way of doing it, it was amazing. I, I was thinking back and I thought it was Sasha she pinned her, no. I was like, I did like still how they mentioned you were still beat you might not have been pinned mm-hmm. but you got because occasionally with likes of Brock Lesnar or John Cena you know big stars it's like let's protect them right? well, they, they never get pinned you know mm-hmm. they never mention that the Rock beat Brock Lesnar because he pinned Triple H in a triple threat but it's like he still lost Seth Rollins beat him at WrestleMania 31 even though he pinned Roman mm-hmm. well they, made, they, they kind of made it more clearer in the Royal Rumble itself by not mm-hmm. having Adam Cole or Rhea Ripley in their respective Rumbles because yes. that's always happened previously um, yeah. with the NXT champions or whatever but now they've with the Survivor Series they kind of made it that uh, the gold brand is a main brand and so too right mm-hmm. in my opinion it's the best brand but here we, yeah, here we go <laughs> I used to say oh well it's only one hour a week and no everybody's on it every week but since it went two hours, mm-hmm. I actually think having a smaller talent pool helps. Oh, big time. Because it's not as if, you know, as soon as Alistair Black's off TV, mm-hmm. everyone's like, where's Alistair Black? Where's he? As soon as, you know, we're not using Randy Orton, it's like, Randy Orton wants to be released. You know, you see it with the revival every time they're not tag champs, they're like, I can we go. And plus they're not devoting like a quarter of their time to yes. what the one feud like they do yes. in SmackDown with the Corbin Reigns yeah. feud. If a, a large chunk of time goes to the Undisputed Era, but they're always on breakaway feuds. Yeah. It, like it's like the elite in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. although there was always six man tags when it came to the pay-per-views, they were all separate. Yeah. Um I like the, the swagger area here and I liked how Tom Phillips sold it and Byron Saxton sold it but King did nothing for this one he just went who's this and Byron Saxton's like I'll tell you who this is this is the NXT women's champion you know what I mean it's like Jesus I'm looking like they said for a while they weren't comfortable with Vic and Dio who were new people Mm -hmm. Jerry's the only one that survived that commentary team we've seen Tom Phillips and Byron commentate before can we just have them now you know what I mean it's like we don't need a third man <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the new dynamic yeah uh, King he's just got that nostalgic voice yeah. but yeah I, I was I'm not going to appear be an internet fan go oh he's passed out because <laughs> like, you know, they do sound like that you know yeah. what I mean but no, no. Um, at the same time um it's just the whole Sam Roberts thing of oh let's just bury people even though I've got the worst haircut yes. known to man yes and, and he the, looks pers- like, he looks the like personality of two bananas <laughs> he looks like Dean Ambrose with Doug McLeod's hair <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true actually so Charlotte didn't answer her she gave her a wee smug smile and walked away almost saying we'll see about it mm-hmm. WWE.com the video after the show said that Charlotte Flair will be at full sale this Wednesday so they're announcing her now I think because people maybe got a hold of the story beforehand and leaked it yeah they're announcing that Charlotte so annoying yeah they're announcing that Charlotte's going they got the one up on them one up on them with three of showing up mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing what Charlotte Flair's answer is because um, uh, the thing is you 
I, I mean, I'm not just saying this because she's my favorite mm. woman of all of all women, and it's just that uh, it kind of pisses on Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. got her match right, take over Portland. I'd like, like, see. Obviously, it does seem that Bianca is going to be cannon fodder uh, in the run-up here. See if the NXT title is going to be defended at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I don't want it defended the night before. I didn't like the whole NXT as their own pay-per-view, but they're also going to be main roster Survivor Series. Yeah, I thought that was a bit. Unf- I'd like to maybe see, you know, the women's tag titles maybe defended there. I That's the point because they've not mm-hmm. really, they've not um, defended that. But at the same time, it it kind of looks like Asuka versus Becky will be the media match. Well touch on that in a wee minute once we touch on someone else's road to Wrestlemania here which is Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. he didn't really do much this week he oh but he did more than enough <laughs> <laughs> yes for people that are not fans of Mojo Raleigh Scott McLeod included you know my favourite wrestling memory is watching Wrestlemania 33 mm-hmm. the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and watching Scott break down when it looked <laughs> when he eventually fought, when it found out that Mojo had a celebrity friend in the crowd and he was like he's winning this isn't he he is winning this and it was just oh god no no well almost nearly did that happen because of that security guard so oh that was hilarious I, I, she deserves well, to go in the hall of fame was well, she tipped by Scott <laughs> don't 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 and then Vince in the back went let her in god damn it Scott throwing stuff at no <laughs> I paid 20 bucks for this to stop it <laughs> But um, Drew McIntyre had a match with Mojo Rawley, mm-hmm. the current 24-7 champion, and basically warned him. He, he touched on what happened with Brock last week when, you know, when I get you at WrestleMania, I'm going to kick your head off. He says to Mojo, when that bell rings, you've got three seconds and I'm kicking your head off. <laughs> and in true fashion, in three seconds, Drew McIntyre defeated Mojo Rawley. It's- was the bat the promo at the end when he, he does this whole promo Brock and all that stuff and he's like oh wait sorry Mojo I forgot you were still here <laughs> then boom <laughs> and other thing was uh, Riddick Moss was at ringside yes uh, last time I saw him was NXT when he was with uh, Tino Sarapatelli uh-huh. is that how uh, Tito or Tino one of them Tino I think that, I do actually think they've changed it because that it was Tito last time I yeah. seen him, but I'm pretty sure in Breaking Ground it was Tino Sabatelli, unless William Shannon's just been given the wrong script. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember they used to cut about their Maserati and yes. stuff like that, so I was more interested in the car, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, that's absolutely fine, I, I think we all were. Um, interesting to see Drew didn't go for the 24-7 title, obviously he's got yeah. WrestleMania coming up. I would like to have seen maybe Drew win it and then just mess about a wee bit, you know, like if he's just going to have random matches on Raw every week, you mm-hmm. know, put him up against these people for the title and I'd love to have seen R-Truth maybe just follow him about for weeks on end, <laughs> just like try to get him in the shower, try to get him in the gym, try to get them, you know, he's at a hotel room and all that and then have Drew just go like, look, like three or four weeks before Mania just go. I need to concentrate on Brock Lesnar, Truth, see if I give you this title, will you leave me alone? <laughs> just going like, I'd said, look, obviously Truth messes things up, you know, good luck against Goldberg, and then you <laughs> pointed out the, the Royal Rumble thing, yeah. good luck against Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman would be a good one. Either or would be cool, mm. but yeah. I, but that never happened, and Mojo being knocked out, obviously he's got his bodyguard Riddick Moss as you call him <laughs> it paid dividends because nobody came down trying to steal the 24-7 title we'll just touch quickly on the 24-7 title I'm not a fan of what they're doing at the minute it seems there's changing it a lot at the live events but it's not like you know R-Truth wins it one night and then three nights later you know EC3 wins it it's like they're changing it three or four times at the event just to go back to the one champion mm-hmm. and that's how the hardcore title ended up getting a bit stale right we're only a year in, less than a year, and at the twenty four seven stuff, I think see when our truth's got a feud or something like that, that's quite fun because the title gets used there in skits, and I'd like to see it maybe be put on pay per view matches. 
definitely I mean especially mm-hmm. uh, when you have like Knights of Champions and stuff like that yeah. um, although yes every title was defended it would be cool just to have that kind of mm-hmm. marquee kind of 24-7 match up. and th- this is the p- thing where you could just relax with it make it as ridiculous as yeah. ever for me personally yeah. just saying it's, it's meant to be the like you know <laughs> the hardcore title at King of the Ring 2000 was competed between Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson because they turned on each other mm. <laughs> and then Crash Holly ran out in the middle of it hit them both in the head with a bin pinned one of them and stole the title you know you don't need to have a, you know you can have you could even do like by the way we're going to have actual matches Yeah. and if you lose the match that the official in-ring match you're barred for going for the title for a month mm. you know what I mean and then it stops the same people, you know, because it's always Hawkins Ryder, Mojo before he won it, EC3, Cedric Alexander, Nobody Jose, you know, it's always those guys chasing it, you know. Let's do a bit of TV time and you know, not just have the same tired old stuff. Yeah. Because then maybe you could have, like, Braun Strowman when he lost the, the Universal and the tag title match in the one night, going, yeah, I'm a bit pissed off, I want a title, I'm coming for you. And it would have been, it'd be the fun skits, you know. Yeah people jumping at him at the airport and he catches them you know throws them in an overhead bin or something like that you know there's just so much you can do with it I think they're getting a wee bit stale with it I think it's only actually on Raw because it was the USA Network's idea for this style of title and they basically said in the draft we get it mm-hmm. so I'm hoping they can maybe do more with it it seems like it's just there to fill a purpose at the minute yeah um, so you touched on this earlier on it looks like Asuka Becky is going to be a Wrestlemania match mm-hmm. so Asuka has beaten Natty she calls out Becky she says I want you again and Becky played it perfectly mm-hmm. she said you ducked me for a year and then you ask me for a rematch as soon as I've beaten you I don't think this will be the Wrestlemania match I think this will be the Elimination Chamber match Okay. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that I saw in the But I still think the rumours of Shane is true. I think she'll either debut at the Elimination Chamber, winning the Elimination Chamber match, mm-hmm. or she'll show up. So are they doing an Elimination number one contenders match, or are they doing an Elimination Chamber for the title? I think, think they'll do Elimination Chamber number one contenders because there's not many obvious stories on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And there's not many obvious stories in the women's division on Raw, even though it's starting to flesh out. Cause See, I, even when I say I forgot about Shayna, basically, how could that? No. Yeah, because th- it's starting to flesh out the Raw's women's division. We've got Asuka Natty segment, we've got Asuka Becky, you know, Kyrie Sane's in the background for all, all mm-hmm. of that. Lana and Liv Morgan, you know, Ruby Riot's returned, you know, you had Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, you know, there's so much going on in the women's division. Mm-hmm. I think that's done deliberately, so you will forget about Shayna, so it's mm-hmm. that much more of a pop. Yeah, fair play. But, um Thank you for ruining that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Now you know why I'm always harsh on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might do Elimination Chamber matches for the number one, because Kofi Mania was, you know, it was in full swing leading into the Elimination Chamber so you knew if you got him so far and they had that heartbreaking moment where he loses you could always go back to it yeah but I don't think there's anything really there this time but and I think Roman Reigns they need a way to get Roman Reigns into that match with people moaning so it'd be like well he won the Elimination Chamber <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Becky accepts Asuka's challenge and just says because the only thing beat, better than beating you once would be beating you one more time. And I, I love that line. I know you love the Sean Walker specs she was wearing straight after it. Well, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that's, that's my bro, that's my dog. <laughs> it's like Sean Walker, y'all. <laughs> Something that, the only thing I didn't like about this was, you know, Kyrie is at ringside. Fair enough, you know, she's a tag team champion. She helps Asuka win the matches. That's a given. Mm-hmm. But she was sort of easily disposed of by Becky. Yeah. And Asuka did nothing about it. She just kind of stood there and Becky flexed her arms at her, put her shoes on and walked away. Mm-hmm. That that was the only thing I didn't like about this segment. Especially when Asuka was once the one to be feared that she was undefeated. And yeah. So and she still got the mask. She didn't lose yeah. it in the mask uh, in the the match with uh, Natty. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so maybe she's learned after getting the mist in her eye. Yeah. Um, so moving on now, I was about to say to a women's segment there, another women's segment, but something Becky Lynch pointed out the the we have a women's segment or we have a women's match mm-hmm. is still in wrestling's DNA. Something I meant to touch on earlier. Rhea Ripley was called the NXT champion at Worlds Collide. She was introduced as the NXT women's champion on Raw. Mm. So I think that's more of a Vince call. Like like you can call it what you want down there, but we're calling it the, the women's champion up here. Which is a shame because it does obviously kind of just kills her and Becky says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like I don't have, she openly said, I don't have the power to change these things. I just think and I, I do agree because at Wimbledon now, it's now called the men's final, the women's final. Mm-hmm. And Tom Campbell of uh, Cultaholic mentioned a, sh- a promotion down in Newcastle. They they call it the men's world championship and the women's world championship. You know, either just call it the world champion or call it you know the men's and women's. Yeah, I, I think because I think now that the evolution is happen or happening still. Yeah. Uh, it gets to a point where you need to just think about and it goes back to the thing about the Royal Rumble with Santina yeah uh, something Sarah tweeted was time to have a bit of fun it's time to have a bit of fun there's been three let's make it normal which is true that was something I spoke about with David Campbell and Ryan Gallagher at the weekend mm-hmm. uh, before the square goal where it was like when James Ellsworth won the Money in the Bank ladder match for Carmella mm-hmm. it was Yes, it was a heel thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think the reason people were upset was because they wanted that image of the first woman up there. Exactly. The that's that's yeah. where I criticised it. Yeah. If it was maybe like the third or fourth, yes. and maybe yeah, I would have been like, I would have been like, this is boo, but I would yeah. have been as it's just when you're presenting that you're mm-hmm. doing all this and that and that and everything. So, something else, like, people did mention like, oh, but what if you know Lita won it for Edge in the first one? That was the character of Lita and Edge, and mm-hmm. Edge and Lita were both established. James Ellsworth was someone who was getting beaten up by the men and the women. Mm-hmm. He was the, 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 the lowest ranked person on the mm-hmm. roster. So Plus it, w- it wasn't being presented as this is the first time ever for men because yeah, men need yeah. this and yeah. when, when really we don't. But you know what I mean? It's not. Time the man got a break. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know, which is something that should not really be said ever seriously. Yes. Or, no, of course. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, we're joking about it, yeah. but yeah, it should never be said seriously. So that's the difference. So, my point when I kind of went on that segue was this is the third segment of the night with women in it and it didn't feel out of place because there's so much going on in the women's division you mm-hmm. have Charlotte Flair the Royal Rumble winner you have Becky and Asuka you know they fought each other twice in singles matches I'd like to see a straight up submission match because they both made each other tap out in mm-hmm. the previous matches you've got you know Natty who's sort in the background but still there you've got Shayna to return you had Kyrie Sane on the outside who's also a champion in her own right and then you know whether you like it or not this Lana Liv Morgan storyline is certainly one of the most fleshed out storylines mm-hmm. uh, Liv Morgan wins yet again but that's not the story here Ruby Riot returning returns with a big smile on her face Big. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, you know what's yeah. going down. <laughs> it's like when Neville returned mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, roadblock mm-hmm. in the triple threat match and walks out all smiles to Rich Swan like that. You were my protege in Japan. Well played. Well, like he's getting punched in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, he takes out everyone. Uh, Ruby takes out uh, Liv Morgan, much to the delight of Lana. I think the weird thing here, Lana, you know, it doesn't seem like Ruby's with her, it just seems like Ruby's back and wants mm-hmm. to make a statement. Yeah. Which makes me doubt that this, you know, I mentioned it could be a WrestleMania match, this makes me doubt it's going much further, maybe to the Elimination Chamber and that's about it. It looks like maybe Liv and Ruby could be a storyline. And Ruby maybe saying, you know, like, you know, I'm a hard worker, where's my stuff, where's this, and you, know, you yeah. just walked in, flaunted it and, you know, <laughs> got what you want but this the, the Ruby Riot thing I think intrigues me more than just the Lana Love thing or the other just because oh, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen there when we've got no context it's just a case of she's back if they were smart they will play on the whole bad at, bad girl attitude that she's got mm-hmm. if they were wanted to be smart about it and um, 
like someone like Triple H or Stephanie kind of mm. give more creative input into this one. Yes. But in saying that, Paul Heyman would know what to do. It's just they if do. there's a big mouth in the ear yeah. says otherwise, yes. that we know about. No, absolutely. Um, so moving on to our last segment of the night, uh, the debut of Angel Garza. Yes. Someone who recently lost the Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. We thought, where's he go from here? He's actually benefited from Andrade's suspension. Mm-hmm. Humberto has certainly benefited as well because he was the one to take out uh, Andrade. Mm-hmm. Not very so, way, though, in a very heel way, though. A very heel way. See, if he just did it outright, I would have been like, oh, but it's the fact that Andrade did it to us. Let's yeah. turn around, fair play. Yeah. Um, but uh, Selena Vega does not play fair. She says playing fair is for people who lose. <laughs> and he, she, sorry, she came out with a, a the cousin of Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. I keep getting them all mixed up because they're just all gorgeous men. <laughs> Ray Mysterio's like, that. why am I the one in the mask? <laughs> um, so. Angel comes down and says to Humberto, you know I'm the head of the family, you answer to me. And Humberto, you you translated it for me because you can actually speak Spanish. I, I can speak a little bit of Spanish. Uh, basically, Zelina said, you're the shame of the family. Uh, you're the disgrace of the family, I should say. Um, I heard La Familia at the end. <laughs> and you just know, you're, you're not exactly saying you're the king of the family. Yeah. So, yeah. So they they kind of go at it. Uh, Angel takes him out with the underhook DDT on in the ring, and then Zelina points to the outside and takes him to the same spot he took out Andrade the week before. The poor mat on the floor. <laughs> I know, just watch. Mm-hmm. I think the people in the back are just like, "Why did I try?" It's like <laughs> it's like well, you know, if if Andy grew up with siblings and you know your mother's cleaned the the living room. And then you and your sibling are, you know, playing or going wild, and like, why did I even bother cleaning this? Why did I even bother setting this place up? But um, we then seen Rey Mysterio uh, come to the aid of Humberto Carrillo, and he suffered the same fate. Yeah, <laughs> um, a great back and forth match with the, those two. I mentioned it to you. I'd quite like the idea. WWE for a while it seemed really wanted a Latin American you know presence to take over for Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. now Rey Mysterio is back they've just introduced Angel Garza they've got Andrade to come back for suspension Humberto Carrillo you know he's only got to get better he's you know surprisingly young I believe he's like 23, 24 mm-hmm. so you know you've got so many people that could fill that role I'd like to see the four of them in a fatal four way maybe a ladder match you know we saw yeah. how good Andrade Rey Mysterio's ladder match was mm-hmm. I feel four way ladder match for the US title. I'd love to see that at WrestleMania. TLC. It's, oh, wow. It's <laughs> got to be a TLC for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That, mm-hmm. Just something with just so many. But mind you, like, with the Intercontinental, there is a, a kind of WrestleMania ladder match, yeah, yeah. match history for it. But saying that TLC, it's got TLC written all over yeah. it. But at the same time, I do like the idea of a kind of like a faction with uh, Andrade, Angel Garza and Zelina Vega because we all know that Andrade is quite good at stables with El, uh, Los Encodablas, mm-hmm. the uh, Japan uh, over in Japan and stuff so Something that I think bodes well for Andrade he didn't have the title taken off him I don't see him though having the title going into WrestleMania I can see if they are going to do a fatal four way for the title I can see um, maybe Ray or Humberto winning it back is sort of a punishment like look you're away for 30 days you're losing the belt mm-hmm. and then maybe True. but would it have been better to have taken it off before the four week uh, injury of yeah. the vertical commas yeah. I think it's maybe just to build suspense and then right. I think Angel will get it at Wrestlemania mm-hmm. which I'd, I'd love to see I'd be all for it the only yeah. the only bad thing is Angel Garza being on Raw means he's no longer in the Cruiserweight division okay. and it just seems every time they start to build up a roster again they get people snatched away from them you know Joel Devlin is a superb talent they've got Swerve Scott Travis Banks could stick around mm. but it just it pulls the rug out for the Cruiserweight division once again yeah which is something you hate to see um, 
But yeah, that's that's going to do it for this week's Raw Report. Quacker, what were your takeaways from the show this week? What are, you know, some things you liked and some things you didn't? Uh, Drew does a like mojo. <laughs> Um, Riddick Moss appeared out of nowhere <laughs> although he, he should question his life choices um, Becky Lynch wears really cool glasses <laughs> yeah standard, standard. <laughs> I like the fact there was a it's starting to feel like the norm that there is a multi, there's multiple segments involving women mm-hmm. I like that you know the, the roster is fleshed out I liked the debut of Angel Garza. I liked how WWE got one up in the dirt sheets by basically having Rhea appear and it wasn't spoiled. Mm-hmm. At least to my knowledge, it wasn't spoiled. And I didn't like that nobody stole the 24 7 title off Mojo. Yeah. I think that's the only thing. You know what I mean? Like They should have been around like leeches. Yeah. yeah. Like it didn't even have to be our truth. You know, Drake Maverick's already got, although he's technically on SmackDown. You know, who would I noticed, you know what I mean? Um, you could have had him sneak in, I think. That's that a point, be because this being kept on Raw is not really deviated to SmackDown or yeah. NXT will be screaming out for something like that as well. It was on 205 Live for a wee bit with the Singh brothers, and they just... Wasted they, uh, Yeah, you're like, if no one's watching 205 Live, maybe if R-Truth go like that, you know, I'm, going, I'm coming to 205 Live to go after my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was on the he was on uh, Corey Graves' podcast. He went, "That's my baby." He goes, "I don't want the Tony well, title. I want that." Goldust has appeared on Two Hundred Five yeah. Live twice, so there we go. Sasha Banks appeared on Two Hundred Five mm-hmm. Live. You know, Alicia Fox was Noam Dar's. You know, Alicia Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Just <'cause>. <laughs> 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 you know, she was there multiple times. You know, you've had Maria Kanellis, former Twenty Four Seven Champion, mm-hmm. as you know, a member of the Two Hundred Five Live roster, mm-hmm. as we can tell from the Twenty Nineteen. Royal Rumble mm-hmm. <laughs> go back and listen to the 2019 Royal Rumble quiz <laughs> for the multi greeted me <laughs> uh, but it would have been nice to see them do something there but yeah I think when the only disappointing thing is that the 24-7 title didn't change hands that's when you need to put your hand up and go that was a terrific Raw yeah great match with Ray mm-hmm. and uh, Angel Garza mm-hmm. let me say Hector Garza because WWE stats on Twitter the last time was it Salt Lake City they mm-hmm. were in the last time Rey Mysterio wrestled a televised match in Salt Lake City was in 1999 in WCW Thunder. He wrestled Hector Garza. Okay. I believe it's it might either be his uncle or his father, but Angel Garza. God was, sake, the random facts yeah. you know. I, I I saved it on from Twitter, and I was going to mention it earlier, and I just remembered it there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like Dave Hawking. I don't sit with a book. Going, ah. Did you know that in 19? <laughs> I did like he's one on the Rumble quiz where he went. If Rhea Ripley won, she'd have been the person with the shortest time in a Rumble. Like, well, she didn't win, so don't take. <laughs> like you could say that for every number thirty. I, I, I was still laughing at the strap-on jokes. Though. Oh yes, <laughs> that's the Royal Rumble show, guys. That's on our main feed. Suplex retweet. Anchor, iTunes, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites Suplex Retweet Extra, you can listen to The Raw Report The back catalogue of that You can listen to our Smackdown review Which is called Anyway Back to the Wrestling Power Trip, which is reviewing All things NWA Four Way Fatal, or is it Four Man Fatal? Four Way Fatal, Four Way Fatal mm-hmm. Inspired by Johnny Saint not being able to say Matchups mm-hmm. with Gary Kernahan You know, you've got the Wednesday Night Wars With David Hockney, you've got Alba Good Graps With Quacko and Sarah mm-hmm. you've got the retro review with myself you have Monday Night Rewind with Nathan and Chris Nathan and Chris yeah so many shows mm-hmm. East Meets West with Scott and Grant and so many more you know we've got a massive ton of content coming your way mm-hmm. you, know, you can listen to that in all the good places I mentioned beforehand that's iTunes, Spotify Anchor and all good Android podcasting sites Suplex Retweet on Facebook Instagram Twitter and YouTube Go watch your Saturday draft live. The the reactions of Scott when <laughs> when David picks Chris Jericho, he's mid sip of a can of coke and he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at Scott not able to pull his trousers up properly. Oh my god! His ass is out a fair bit in that show. <laughs> we'll try blur it. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's at Suplex With that happened, I was just like, oh my God. I text, he texted me, have you watched the draft show? I went, I'll watch it later and they'll text you. Right? <laughs> the draft show to defuel the draft? <laughs> Generally, the first text I sent him was all caps. Pull your trousers up. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, uh, next week in the Raw Report, I'm back in the hosting chair, and my guest next week will be Jack Graham. But until then, thank you very uh, much, Quacky Adji. Thank you very much. I actually only came here to mainly talk about the skunk that was yes, that's, Eric Rhodes. Yeah, the skunk that is held at Eric Rhodes' cage, and of course the the prick that didn't turn <laughs> up this week. So I was cancelled today's recording purely because of that. I generally woke up this morning and I watched Raw on YouTube and. <laughs> it was the video and it's like oh well there you go that's the one segment we missed Alistair Black could have matched against Eric Young Alistair Black won there you go mm-hmm. that, that's the analysis yeah just bang 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 what happened well there's no Eric Rowan I bet he appears next the, the next three I'm doing with Jack I bet he appears every week well if he does you better talk about this <laughs> it's an important business Ross it's not a laughing matter I don't know why you're laughing I want it to be like <laughs> there's a villain in Batman he was like a small, like everyday accountant. He, he's just the most unthreatening looking guy. And he takes a metal breakdown and he's got a puppet called Scarface. And Scarface tells him to kill people. So he just goes about shooting people. I want Eric Rowan just to have a puppet that talks to him, just like, all right, kill, I'll go kill him. <laughs> See, you would like that, but you truly know that it's a skunk. <laughs> it. it could be a skunk puppet. No, it's not, could be. It's a, pup- it's a skunk. <laughs> It's one of those ones, I think, now we've got to the point, even if it is a skunk, you're just kind of going to be like, oh, okay, because they've left it too long. Yeah, You're just bored with it now. It's, it's been stretched a bit. See, something, although it benefited David Hockney, you'll like that it annoyed Jack Graham. Jack Graham's first pick in last year's draft, mm-hmm. the fantasy draft we do here at Suplex Retweet, was Ricochet. He did nothing for him the entire season. The first week of the new season, Ricochet's won a number one contenders match. Well, oh, there we go. Absolutely love that. <laughs> can you pick the skunk in Rowan's cage for the draft? I think you could maybe pick Rowan and the cage for a tag team. Oh, yeah. But nobody, I don't think nobody took a punt on that. Yeah. The only, the only risky punt was me picking Edge. Because <laughs> I know he's yeah. out for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> oh. We're going to let you in on a wee secret here at Suplex Retweet on the draft show. You'll obviously hear that we have captains, and captains get you bonus points if you win. Mm-hmm. My captain at the minute is Becky Lynch, and you can change your captain once a season, and it has to be before that week's Raw. Yeah. So the Raw before WrestleMania, I'm going to change my captain to Edge, and when he beats Randy Orton, I'm going to get all those bonus points, because I think Shayna is beating uh, Becky Lynch for the title. David Hockney tried to change his captain to Drew McIntyre the day of the Rumble and just get told no. What? No, just straight no. Abe's <laughs> Ricky's like, I've got a master plan to get me points, and we all seen it coming and just went, You're not allowed. I'll wait for Stephen to answer and see him just put no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bert Hockney. <laughs> but you can hear more about that in Saturday Draft Live, and you can hear more of Raw next week on the Raw Report. But once again, thank you very much, Quacker. No problem. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Stop whatever you're doing right now. You've only got one choice. This is Billy Kirkwood. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online. You should be subscribing. You should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Get on it!